This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Guys, welcome to this Masters Class episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? We did it, guys. What? We, we did what it. do you mean? What are you talking about? We did it. We did it? Yeah, we did it. We made it to the first team-up. Oh, I thought yeah, you were going to say we're done. Like I know, is... right? It was like, yay, time for sleep. Oh, no. We literally just started, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the the MCU's God. finished. I thought you talked so fast that we got, we got through all. <laughs> no, no, but we, we, we made it through the first phase of solo yeah. movies. I was just thinking that, yeah. Yep. And now we're and now it's done. Like, we, you know, we got all our heroes together, and there's no more Marvel movies. Like, this was, you know... Eric, I got to yeah. tell you something. I've not yet begun to defile myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are today going to first tell you thank you for coming to our live show and listening to that because uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, man. I had a that blast. A blast. You Got to hang out with you guys in person, which was fucking amazing. I yeah. met Brooke Shields in the airport again. I mean, you know, <laughs> what, what can I ask for? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we connected. <laughs> but anyways, we are going to talk about <laughs> the first Marvel team at movie. The one that, you know, really like solidified that this was going to be a thing. The Defenders. Yes. How yes. did you know? Yeah, I know. I, that's, that's what I was going about because that is officially, you know, canonized now. That's true. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, Jessica Jones is now officially a Disney princess. <laughs> she should be. She definitely should. I, I like to think of her. She's the grown-up version of Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, actually. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, no, we're going to talk about the 2012 film, The Avengers. Yeah. I mean, what can you say about this? Is this is as big as it gets, man? This is back when Joss Whedon still had some goodwill and he wasn't a total <laughs> prick. Oh, yeah. Well, before it was revealed that he yes, was a total right. prick, he was yes. a total prick. So, Better kept yeah. secret. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, man. This this fucking movie was, I mean, apocalypse level countdown. Like, this was so exciting. Wait, you can't use that word because that's still owned by Fox at this point in time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh no. No, Disney owns Fox. I could use it, man. Well, you can now, I but can I mean, now. when this movie ah, came yeah. out. You're right, right. You're right. That's fuck. true. And they really fucking fumbled the ball with that character. My God. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And I didn't want to see Santa Stark have a fit and become Phoenix either. <laughs> no. But we're not here to talk about the shitty Fox X-Men movies. We're here to talk about the Avengers. Yes. And uh, my <laughs> God, 
was this a good movie? Let's let's jump right into it. But first, before but we do, first, but first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Mo Dewitt, Dewitt Law Firm. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo and Hourglass Brewing. If you're in the Longwood area, stop by, check them out, grab a drink. Delicious shit all day oh, long. Oh yeah, so good. Uh, Joe, take us there, man. All right, so uh, we first see a badass motherfucker, Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> play Nick Fury, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., which stands for the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. You know, he arrives at the headquarters outside of New Mexico in Santa Fe, the land of enchantment. There's an evacuation going on at this, at this point in time. And it seems that the Tesseract, which is an energy source of unknown potential, has turned on and activated itself. All of a sudden, a portal opens through space, and guess who appears? It's Loki. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. he's been missing since the end of Thor. Uh, we presumed he was dead at that point in time, but nope, he walks through. And he's got this weird, like, spear with this glowing blue tip. Loki then... uh. Decides, you know what? I'm taking this test rack for myself, um, and he uses that spear to take the, the take control of the minds of several Shield personnel, including Doctor Eric Selvig, and the man we finally get introduced to, even though we saw him in Thor, uh, Agent Hawkeye Clint Barton, played mm-hmm. by Jeremy Renner, um, and they help him get away. Uh, now, while the Shield personnel is pulling out of the base. A giant energy surge from the test rack causes the ground beneath the base to collapse and destroys it completely. And then we see the short pursuit of Loki where they fail to capture him. I mean, what a way to open this fucking thing. Yes. Right? My yes. God. And and Tom Hiddleston, you know, again, really earned his keep as a villain in, in, he did. in the MCU. So was, Charismatic villain, too. Yeah, man. It's just fucking the wit. Like that wit, that charm. Yeah. Um, so happy to have him back as a villain in this movie. Uh, so it, in in response to the Loki attack, Nick Fury issues a state of emergency and he tells his boy Phil Coulson, yeah. played by Clark Gregg, and Natasha Romanoff, the fucking black widow herself, back again. And Maria Hill, uh, played by Kobe Smulder. She's like one of the top brass of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comics. Um, that they're out of options, like they're totally fucked. Uh, he pulls Romanoff and Coulson out of their uh, assignments and sends them to find the rest of the heroes he needs to oppose Loki. So we have our MacGuffin. Yeah. I love how he what Romanoff's doing, too, when this is happening. Like, she's getting, like, interrogated by these, like, Russian gangsters. <laughs> and then, like, when the phone call, like, on one of their phones rings, he, like, the guy comes up and says it's for her. Yeah, and then she goes, are you sure? I can't finish this. I'm, I'm just getting all kinds of good stuff out of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great scene. So, uh, and uh, uh, I'm stumbling over myself. So many beers. Uh, yeah, I did love that. I thought that was a cool moment that she had that situation yeah. completely under control. Um, we also see her off to find uh, Bruce Banner, which guess what, man, is a totally different guy. Oh, yeah. Than yeah. we were expecting to see. Yep. Uh, uh, now Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, and he's out in some third world country, like, helping people. Which is great, man. He's in a, a hospital in Calcutta. Right. It's a developing nation. Not a third world country. Same I mean, difference. I mean, he is a doctor, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah. Okay. At the time this yeah. movie came out, you could still say third world country. That's very true. <laughs> that came very a true. long way since 2000. And you can't say apocalypse, but you can say third world country. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this helping people has really helped Bruce. He's got found inner peace and he's not hulking and shit. Like, he's done with that. Um, however, Romanov tells Banner about the Tesseract and what it can do. You know, it's it's scary capabilities. Um, so as the world's expert on gamma rays, Banner is their best chance to find the cube's location because that cube gives off, guess what? Gamma rays. Gamma rays. I, I so wish, I mean, I love Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, but just for the joke of it, I would have loved if they replaced Edward Norton with Brad Pitt as the Hulk. <laughs> 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 like you came back and like it was Edward Norton, and all of a sudden it's Brad Pitt, and you're like, wait a second. Tyler Banner. And yeah. he's just smashing yeah. a bunch of Ikea we don't tables. We talk about like Smash Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we now jump to a, a, a scene. Nick Fury is having a conversation with the World Security Council. They're sort of the muckety-mucks and the bu- the bureaucrats that run S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, they're a bunch of dicks they're, because they're politicians yeah. before anything else. Um, they're lacing into them about bringing the, initi- you know, bringing the Avengers initiative to fruition. Um, they're pissed off and, you know, they're telling them it's wrong to do that. And these people never work together as a group and blah, 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 blah. Typical bureaucratic nonsense. But, you know, we all know even sitting there early in the movie that this is going to, this is all going to work out and we're excited about it. Um, he lays it out again, explaining that there's no other option at this point. Um, this is, this is a, a, you know, a catastrophe beyond anything that, that we've comprehended as humans. So uh, they finally sort of reluctantly agree uh, to, uh, to let him do what he's got to do. I love so. that their concern was that they wouldn't work well together. Like it's the fucking breakfast club. Yeah. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, do they know at this point that Loki is like a god? Or do they just think he's some weird ass dude? Yeah, they don't get it yet. They don't get it yet. That's the thing. Um, you know, and it's kind of funny because... I always bring this up when you're talking about supernatural movies or superhero movies and stuff. It always pisses me off when people in the story shout, I can't believe this is happening. Like, yeah. you're in a world where this shit's happened already. Like, so anything <laughs> that happens to you go, from that point forward is believable. You don't even question it. You just fucking roll with it. Right. And, and, but they, in their political, you know... Uh, minds they can't even you know they've got to act like this but you know yeah it's, it's frustrating to hear them talk like that but you're right i mean you know i don't know why they don't get it yeah it's 100 percent. you think like they'd be used to this shit by now i mean after right. this movie they kind of are because this is where the incident that they refer to in all the defender series <laughs> takes place exactly exactly so yeah it, it's odd but it happens in every movie like this you know but yeah you know it, it's it definitely a trope. is what are a, you gonna do? a common thing yeah um the uh the man himself uh steve rogers uh, captain america captain. played by chris evans again not not a human torch in this movie oh i can't say that either no 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 no, no but he's hot but he is hot yep and he's actually <laughs> relatively easy to find uh of course you know shield he's been you know they, they've been keeping tabs on him they like the, ever since he was found in the ice and still alive yeah i mean he's been working for them sort of you know kind, yeah, of. kind of yeah um so fury uh he goes to the gym where, where Rogers typically works out, um, and he finds that he doesn't really sleep much. Um, Fury tells Rogers that he's going to find a briefing packet about what's going on back in his apartment. 
Uh, next, we flash over to Tony Stark, played again by uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm going potty. You want to hold my dick? <laughs> <laughs> He's seen in a uh, new Iron Man armor that has underwater capabilities, as the previous one had inner water capabilities when he, uh, pissed, <laughs> when he pissed in it because he was going to go potty. Right. Um, I, I played that clip on purpose because of the fact that that's what he told the suit last time. Right, right. Uh, he's installing a new um, electrical connection that's going to take his office building in, in New York uh, completely off the electric grid and allow it to become self-sustaining. So he's, you know, at the bottom of the ocean, like welding like a uh, electric line under underwater, which is kind of interesting. Um, once he gets back to the office, he does this cool thing. This, this is the scene where he walks through and it takes the, the uniform off as he walks in, like the Iron Man uniform, like while he's walking on the platform of the Avengers building in downtown New York. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. It's very much an improvement from the uh, the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Um, which, this movie in different cinema, or this building in different cinematic universes is the Baxter building, it's the Avengers building, it's, uh, what's the other one that's the big one from um, the Spider-Verse? Uh, well, the Daily Bugle. <laughs> oh, Bugle. Yeah. <laughs> But yes. it's a different this this major building that's a Marvel headquarters is different in every single thing. But uh, at this point, it's the Avengers building, and it's got like a big Stark logo on it though at the, at at this moment in time. Right. Um, he's greeted by Pepper Potts, played by Gwyneth uh, Crystal's Paltrow. Um, <laughs> she tells him that it's date night. Uh, Tony wants Pepper to know how it feels to be a genius. And after they have an argument about how much credit she should get for coming up with the idea for the Stark Tower, date night's off. They're not doing it anymore because guess who comes in? Coulson. Coulson. I like Love to think, man. I know he got out of the elevator, but I wish he would have like flown up in that Corvette he had from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and right? just parked it there. <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. What was he called? Betsy? Was that the name of the car? In the uh, Shield? It rings a bell. Yeah, that I sounds so. right. Yeah. It was like a, it yeah. was like a like a '56 Corvette or something like that. Yep. yep. Yeah. Beautiful candy apple red. Yeah. Uh, so Colson arrives, and Tony quickly, quickly, and repeatedly tries to cut him off. However, Colson hands Tony a laptop with some data on it about everything that's going on. Tony, being the tech nerd he is, can't help himself. So Pepper says she's going with Colson to DC to get some zoning permits for the next two buildings. And uh, it looks like Tony has a bunch of homework to do anyway, so he's gonna he better get to that. Now, yeah, now we plant a beautiful little seed here in the next sequence. Oh, real uh, quick, it's Lola. Sorry, Lola. That was the, way the different than Lola. Betsy. Yeah, <laughs> eh, it's an old school name. It works. And Lola, so it was we, Lola. We, that's right. Yeah, we plant this lovely little seed here in the movie. Um, in the next sequence, so we're on an airplane going to this secret location on an aircraft carrier that can turn into a flying. Uh, or I'm sorry, that can convert to a flying aircraft carrier. That sounds repetitive. Uh, Colson <laughs> is telling Rogers uh, that it's such an honor that they found him. He's fanboying over Steve oh, Rogers. Big time. I love it. I love this that whole dynamic. That yes. He's so enamored yep. with him. And he, he tells him about his Captain America trading card collection. Yeah, yes. I love this. It's so yep. cool. So at this moment, like, you know, as a comic book fan or a fan of these films, like, you become Coulson. Like you're, yes. you're seeing the movie through his eyes and it's a, you know, they play it for laughs in, in this stage of the film. 
Uh, but it's really charming and funny, and it becomes super important later. Jesus Christ. If you want to hear me cry about something, it's uh, it's coming up soon. Yes. Um, so they, they then head to the helicarrier, and uh, Steve Rogers is introduced to Dr. Bruce Banner. Um, the two then wonder what they're in for. Rogers thinks maybe it's a submarine, but the last thing... Um, you know, Dr. Banner should be writing in is a submerged pressurized right. metal container. <laughs> Although that would have been a fun scene. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just instant death. Um, the helicarrier takes off and on board they are briefed that Dr. Selvig and Loki have been traced to Stuttgart, Germany. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So the, we transition to, uh, to Captain America, Steve Rogers' first actual assignment for S.H.I.E.L.D., um, he's heading to Stuttgart uh, with the objective to arrest Loki and uh, obviously get him back on board the helicarry for interrogation. Um, this is this black tie gala event at a museum. Um, Loki's there. He's dressed up nice. Um, he's there to kidnap a doctor who uh, has the element that they need, who, who knows where the element they need is, um, that Selvig has told them they need um, to make the Tesseract work. So Selvig, uh, he creates a distraction and, you know, uh, Hawkeye then uh, kills the men guarding the building. Um, Loki then carries out his plan outside. And is this where he takes the guy's eye? It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. it's really um, fucking gross. It's a, cool, it's a cool mechanical device he has that, uh, yeah, yeah, just plucks it out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take your eyes one at a time so you can see it happen. Sorry, that's <laughs> death of Stalin line. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, he's letting the civilians know that they need to kneel before him, kneel before Zod or Loki, as the case may be. <laughs> Zod. I'm oh, sorry to mix up. I don't mean I don't mean to bring DC in it, but that's iconic oh, anyway. Dare you? I know, I know, I know, but that is a cool line. Um, you know, so that he's you know he's basically. You know he's trolling these people in typical yeah. Loki fashion. He's telling them that their their freedom you were meant is meant to serve. Yeah, their their freedom is a fucking facade, and they're meant to serve people. They they they're not yeah. happy unless they are serving someone. And God, that happened in real life recently. And there's a whole group of people in this country that feel that way. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Right. I'll stop now. Thank you. Um, so uh, you know Loki's ready to strike everybody down. Uh, he has a he has a really, you know, a, a brutal confrontation w with a, with an older gentleman who's Jewish, um, you know, who stands up to him. Um, it's a pretty cool. It's a very cool scene. The yeah. way you know he's he's never again in, in, for real is what this man's you know mantra is, and you can tell uh, it doesn't affect Loki because he's a shit. He's ready <laughs> to kill him, um, but then uh, you know Cap jumps in. And, and and saves them, which is like, I get goosebumps now talking about it, let alone seeing it. Again, mm -hmm. with Captain America being my favorite Avenger. Uh, so he starts fighting with Loki. Um, we get Iron Man. Tony comes in and makes his appearance. Um, again, shoot to thrill. ACDC's blaring as he comes flying in. And he's playing it. That's the best part. It's not just, yeah. I mean... He's actually broadcasting it through the loudspeakers in the suit. It's not even just the background music. It's so fucking great. Um, Sorry, I had to do that for you, Doug. He just yeah, lays his it. big iron dick out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Scene. 
That's yeah. what it is. It's so. It, that's perfect. That's a perfect analogy. Because uh, he's got big dick energy. Exactly. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know he's ready. He he faces off against Loki, and he does a pretty damn good job of uh, of you know corralling him in there. Um, you know we'll learn later that that might have been a little planned on Loki's part, but yeah, that's where we are. So Loki is now, uh, you know, he's ready to be captured. Yeah. Uh, so Loki just he just surrenders, which is kind of weird because you know this whole thing, and then he literally gives up like nothing. Anticlimactic. Right. Yep. And um, I like this this scene a lot because you know they're flying him in one of the Quinjets. Is it Queenjet or Quinjet? Quinjet. Quinjet. Quinn. Quinn. Okay. I, the, I was queen, that, but, the Queen but I, Jet. Yeah, that's that's different. That's where Freddie yeah. Mercury flies. <laughs> yeah. I was. I'm on my third uh, powder day IPA. So oh, there like, you go. So that's what are we up to? Twenty one and a half percent alcohol. Yeah, I'm almost at twenty one and a half percent right now. So shows that shows alcohol content at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're they're being flown to this high tech prison. That's the. Is it the one on the heli? It's on the helicarrier, right? It's not yeah, the they bring them yeah. up to the helicarrier. It's not okay. the one in the in the ocean. Yeah, I was thinking it was the raft. That's later movies. Yeah, uh, the plane then goes through a lightning storm, which I got chills every time this happens. Mm, right, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Uh, Rogers asks Loki's. He's afraid of the lightning, but Loki tells, "Nah, it's not the lightning. I'm afraid of. It's what follows the lightning." Yeah, the eyebrows. <laughs> no, they're gone in this movie. They fixed them. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the moment I was like, "All right, I'm in." Yeah. So uh, we see uh, Thor, played by the fantastic human being Chris Hemsworth, who's Loki's half brother, and the Norse god of thunder arrive, and literally he just busts right in, snatches Loki, and goes. I was like, "He's going back to face us, Guardian Justice." <laughs> <laughs> Um, which of course is going to be more effective than Earth because Earth is shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I've watched enough shows with criminals to understand uh, that Earth's justice system is not the best. Well, no one, no one read Loki's fucking Miranda rights, man. Yeah. No. I mean, you have the right to be an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have the right to suck my. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you do. You do have the right to yeah. be attorney. Everybody does. <laughs> so good. Um, but as uh, Thor is taking Loki down to like get ready to like you know fucking put his hammer up and get taken back in the damn Rainbow Bridge to uh <laughs> to uh, ask Asberg. Yeah. Uh, oh God! Don't say it, Eric. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Uh, uh, Captain America and uh, Iron Man both fly down and get into a fight with Thor, which is pretty fucking stupid on their part because, like, this is yeah. a fucking god. Like, Thor can, like, crush them no problem. It's not even, like... he Like, you can tell he's, like, pulling his punches because if he wanted to, he can destroy them. He almost destroyed the fucking Hulk. So, like, yeah. it's not a question. He almost destroyed Captain Marvel in the What If series, and Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful beings in all of Marvel, so... Well, this is this is, this is a cool thing because it shows the evolution of all of their powers throughout yeah. all the phases yeah because yeah. he Cause didn't know his full potential at this point right and you know it, you can also make the argument that the, the the hero's power adjusts to the particular scene that they're in yeah when they're fighting you know and that's a theme across all the movies but 
well, you we'll can get- see how they all like evolve and and understand their powers more and and use their powers to their advantage yeah. more. So we'll we'll get to it. But at the end of Ragnarok is when he fucking unleashes full potential. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that's when he becomes the god of thunder, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's when he's yeah. like yeah. the yes. Thor you don't fuck with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, now, and now this is a pretty overused trope the heroes fighting heroes thing and comics yeah. been forever, but in these movies, but this was the first taste where it was like, yes. you know, I got yeah. half a chub here because yeah. Captain America just threw his shield at fucking Thor. Like it was yeah. so exciting yeah. to see. And then Iron Man's like shooting at him and shit. And like when yeah. he charges, he like shoots lightning at Iron Man. Iron Man's like fucking a thousand percent power. <laughs> I know that was so great. That was good. Um, but the best thing is when Thor fucking takes the hammer and hits the shield and then just like massive sonic wave comes yes. out. Yeah. And like takes on every tree within like 10 miles. Yeah. It's like a Tunguska event. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fight ends up ending in a stalemate. Um, and eventually Loki is taken to the helicarrier with Thor. And he's placed in this glass cell that's actually designed to hold the Hulk. So it should hold him. Uh, Nick Fury then explains that if Loki does attempt to escape, even by merely cracking the glass, that a shaft will open up and he'll plummet to earth and, you know, probably be killed. Absolutely, man. And I love that this this cell is made of glass. They don't explain yeah. what kind of glass, but I'm like, eh, I could probably break glass. So, yeah, I know, right? Uh, I feel like yeah. the whole, you know. Anyway, um, once they're on board the carrier, the fully assembled Avengers squad is being briefed by Nick Fury about what they think will possibly happen next. Loki's in prison, and he's interrogated by Agent Romanoff. Tony Stark arrives, and it seems the only one of the group he really gets along with is Bruce Banner, because he's on his wavelength, man. Like, these are two incredibly intelligent people. The nerdiest nerds on the planet. Yeah. You know, so, oh, you know, some does he make a comment like, oh, it's someone speaks my language, finally. Like, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, while conducting experiments on Loki's scepter, Tony tries to get a rise out of Banner to see if he can get <laughs> yeah, uh, him to turn. <laughs> What are you, he zapped him, he electrocuted him or something? What did he do? Like, he, he fucking yeah. started to shock him, right? Didn't he? Yeah, he has like a little cattle prod type thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he's like, like <laughs> just, and he um, just thinks it's funny. It's so fucking yeah. great. But, um, he's, he's, what's, what's the band shirt? Is he wearing like a, is it a Led Zeppelin shirt he's wearing or something? No. Oh, crap. It's a band shirt, though. No, it is a band shirt, but I can't remember what it is. Deep yeah. Purple, maybe? Nah, it was class. It might, oh, damn it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm reading next, so I can't look it up. Somebody look it up. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Um, But yeah, Banner doesn't fall for it. He he just he sort of flinches and he and he tells him, you know, he's been unable to fully harness his abilities. Um, You know that he suffered depression after the accident. That's why he moved to Calcutta, as we know, third world country. Um, (laughs) As helping people is what gives his life meaning. Yep, you're allowed to say this. This is 2012. Yeah. Remember, a lot's exactly. changed in 10 yes, years. definitely. Yep. Except for these countries. Yep. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly They've developed more, insane. Joe. They've developed more. Yeah. Um, I don't so. develop plumbing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, buddy. Right. Hey, Dana Fuchs, I'm sorry. <laughs> Books. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, again, we've got the Avengers together in the same room now. Uh, or the future Avengers, and not even the Avengers yet, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and they begin to argue and deliberate, and they frigging passive-aggressively <laughs> go after each other, um, and it starts to get pretty hairy in there. Um, you know, uh, so they're, they, 
are they're arguing about how to approach you know the the whole Loki problem and uh, you know the revelation that Shield plans to harness the Tesseract's power to develop weapons. Um, Steve Rogers found that, and he confronts uh, he confronts Nick Fury about it. Um, you know, so Fury admits that the events in New Mexico a year earlier, uh, you know, during the Thor movie, uh, made this necessary. Um, you know, it's the first time they encountered powers from another realm, and it scared the living shit out of him and everybody else. So they, you know, they felt the need. They have got to develop these weapons to put them on, an, you know, even the beginnings of an even playing field as far as, you know, these threats go. Um, you know, so... Thor, he, he then, you know, he quickly asked Coulson about Jane Foster because he does miss her. Um, and, he, you know, he tells him that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is placed in a witness protection program and that she's in a safe zone in London. And I think part of that had to do with the fact that they couldn't get, uh, they couldn't get what's-her-name to, to be in no. this movie. Uh, she wouldn't whatever. sign a motherfucking contract for the sequel. <laughs> exactly. But she did uh, sign one to be in Thor 2. She did. Yeah, I know, I know. She well, did. yeah, I think like, I think it might have been have, a like, little. Chose to be in Avengers. I think it. I think it might have been a little bit of actor's pride on her part because the role would have been like a bit part in this movie as opposed to Thor two where she was a star. Yeah, and then um, uh, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder. I she. Be uh, yeah, you know. So I guess maybe that was it. So yeah, she she was hidden in that safe zone in London at this point. So yep. So. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I behind the scenes, uh, we're we're taking turns on this one, and I'm enough beers into this that I don't remember whose turn it is. <laughs> it is well, joke. I thought I, I was just waiting in case you had something to add there. I thought you were going to talk about how Loki was the one fucking with their minds, like to make them argue with each other. Oh yeah, that's true. I do want to talk about that. Uh, you're right, Joe, because it's a really cool technique they use with the camera. They they sort of do that like everybody's like sort of on hallucinogenics yeah. view. The, the it's coming in and out of focus and it's sort of getting wavy as, as they're arguing with each other and that whole fucking Thor thing with you puny humans and shit. It's really yeah. really funny, um, and it 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 works to great effect. I, I I dug that scene a lot. You know. Yeah, it was really good. Cool how they shot that. Yeah. Um. They made this decision to produce weapons with the Tesseract as a means to deter, you know, it's kind of like the nuclear option where, like, if everyone has yep. it, then no one's going to use it. Exactly. Um, as the group argues, uh, Clint and Loki, um, who are the, who are, Clint and Loki's possessed agents start attacking the helicarrier. They disable one of its engines, which, let me tell you what a helicarrier is in case you don't know. It's a fucking aircraft carrier with helicopter engines that fly. Gigantic. Right, helicopter. Yeah, and, and then yeah. it has like these crazy like panels in the bottom that make it look like the sky. Yes. So you can't see it from the bottom. Um, while while uh, Tony and, uh, and Captain America are trying to restart one the the damaged engine, uh, we get um, you know Natasha Romanoff, also known as the Black Widow, trying to prevent Doctor Banner from turning into the Hulk and destroying the ship itself, which kind of was Loki's plan from the beginning was to get the Hulk you know going so that way they can kind of just tear the whole thing apart um, because he's a fucking god of mischief. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, she kind of fails at her attempt and uh, she gets chased through the ship until Thor finally takes up the battle to, uh, you know, kind of keep the Hulk in check and then manages to like briefly like, you know, make him feel his hammer when he hits him um, while fighting uh, Barton Romanoff slams him into a guardrail. I love that the two of them have to fight too because they're like best friends. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Well, even and, almost more. They're going to obviously become more, but yeah. yeah. They're literally like almost like brother sister type level yeah. of things. Like, you know, they're like everything. They're like almost like a married couple. There's not no intimacy. <laughs> right. Um, while fighting, uh, while fighting him, um, you know, she get she, uh, he gets slammed into a guardrail and that blow to the head kind of breaks Loki's mind control off him, which is kind of cool to know now that you can like actually break the spell. Um, the Hulk ends up falling out of the ship and, uh, he actually, um, doesn't he run into the glass case and like break Loki out? Or no, that's uh, Thor. No, Thor. no, no, no. Yeah, Thor's the one who goes into Loki's cell. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he, um, he's trying to grab Loki to take him home, but Loki's got a projection in the cell when he goes in there. Right. Um, and uh, Loki's now, you know, recovered his scepter and lets Thor plummet in that cell all the way down to the ground. Um, Loki does get held at, you know, at gunpoint by Agent Coulson for a second, um, but... Colson's once again just like Thor, tricked by one of the holographic projections that Loki has, and as he's doing that, he gets stabbed in the back by the real Loki with the spear. Uh, Colson does end up shooting Loki with this blast from this weapon that they were that they were making that has the power of the destroyer robot from the first Thor movie, um, and then Agent Colson ends up dying, and mm. Fury uh, does try to save his life. Um, Thor manages to escape from that cell right before it hits the ground, and um. Bruce Banner ends up waking up in this like pile of rubble in a factory with some old janitor looking at him saying like, uh, your, your clothes are kind of gone. Can you get dressed? Cause you're naked. So be cool. It would be cool if it was like the same lady from Ghostbusters yeah. that was pushing the cart down the hallway in the hotel. <laughs> what <laughs> the hell are you doing? I know, but or that's if a... it was the uh, janitor from 21 jump street. And he just looks at them like, yeah, but <laughs> that's a throat. great, that's a, it's a great cameo by Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, um, oh, because he man. finished. He goes, "You got a condition, son." <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah, because I love Harry Dean Stanton, so it was it was cool to see him in that uh, in that scene. It was really really fun. Um, but yeah, the the, the Coulson death scene, like Eric, I know, man, it, oh. it train wrecked me. Um, you it know, re it really did. Here's where you know we get that that payoff from that fanboy moment is. Um, you know, in the aftermath of all of this, Nick Fury uses Coulson's death to kind of, um, you know, motivate the Avengers to work as a team. You get a shot of his poor, <laughs> blood-covered Captain America trading cards. Yeah. yeah. And it, just the guilt, man, and just the, like, we failed this guy. And, and even Captain America personally feels the weight of responsibility, you know, like what he represented for this this guy and and how he failed to bring this team together and and ultimately you know Coulson put was put in harm's way because of that in many ways um yeah it was just it hit really hard man and it was a great catalyst for bringing this team together in the movie yeah i like how uh, maria hills like those were in his locker <laughs> yeah yeah she lays it out that nick sort of played played yeah. everyone but he, he he did it with good intentions or with yeah. you know honest intentions he you know i want to see the scene where nick is like rubbing the blood on him like come on i know come right on. yeah come yeah. on you motherfucker yeah he, he's definitely willing to to go to those kinds of extreme lengths to, oh yeah to get oh, what yeah. he wants done yeah um you know the emotional manipulation and all of that but god damn it worked it really worked yep. um so it galvanizes the team 
um, you know, Stark and Rogers realized that simply defeating, uh, you know, the Avengers, as it were, is not going to be enough for Loki. He wants to overpower them in a very public way so as to validate himself as ruler of Earth. Uh, using a device built by Dr. Selvig, Loki opens a portal to the Chitauri homeworld. Chitauri are sort of the CGI throwaway villains of this movie. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're like Shitari. Yeah. <laughs> the Shitari, you know, they're this is where you get all your CGI fuckfest is with these yes. sort of hapless warrior alien race called the Chitari. Um, but he opens a portal to their world over Manhattan and summons an invasion. So, you know, you get some impressive visual work here. Um, once again, the group's petty differences overshadow their ability to communicate as a team because they're all new at this. They're all used to working on their own, um, especially with Banner now gone. While in an argument with Steve Rogers, Tony Stark finally figures out that Loki is a full tilt diva. <laughs> and then he's obviously set up shop at the top of Stark's office as a big middle finger to the whole crew. Definitely. And uh, now we see uh, Natasha, we see Black Widow. Uh, she tries to get to uh, the Avenger or Stark Tower in time, um, but she gets there just as uh, Dr. Selvig opens that portal. And this, you know, it unleashes Loki's army of the Chitauri um, loose on the world, Manhattan specifically, but the world in general. Um, there are too many of them, so there's really, you know, they can't fight them all as much as they, you know, as many as are entering Earth's atmosphere. Uh, Tony, Tony Stark shows up, thankfully, um, as does Bruce. Um, you know, while they're fighting, while fighting, um, Captain America, he, he starts having a conversation with a bunch of NYPD cops, directing them uh, to help people, uh, you know, to bring people to safety, bring citizens to safety, get them to tunnels. He points where they should set up perimeters. Um, you know, the police don't believe him at first. They don't know who the hell he is. And he proceeds to, you know, easily handle a, a group of uh, Chitauri and gets his point across. So then the, uh, the NYPD sergeant, who is played by the actor who played um, um, Jude's dad in Across the Universe and is the same guy I saw in a strip club once. <laughs> um, I forget that's his name now. Part. But that's him, yes. Uh, you know, they, they, the, the cops swing into action and they, they start listening to, to Captain America. Um, yeah, I love that. Like when he's like, you do this and this. Is, who the fuck are you? And the thing flies in and he takes like four of them out. All right, do this, this, and this. Exactly, you know, yeah. So he's, he's that's got That's Captain the, America. He's got their attention now. So they're, they're going to listen to what, what Captain has to say uh, wisely. So... Um, it's at this point we get, you know, we get a very cool, funny scene as, you know, Banner turns into the Hulk. <laughs> uh, Captain looks at him and goes, Hulk, smash. And, you know, yes. you, you, get, you get that shit-eating Hulk grin on his face because he's, you know, he's ready to do it. It's, it's such a great, again, goosebumpy, like, mm. fist-raising scene uh, when he begins to actually smash. It's the best fucking thing. Yeah, it's pretty um, great. Yeah. So uh, Tony gets a Stark Tower. Uh, where he attempts to stall Loki with a drink, and it's that's it's such great dialogue. That whole scene is so great. Uh, just trying to stall him. Uh, he's waiting for uh, Jarvis to get his new suit under development, the Mark 18, uh, which is in a in a giant uh, box. It's coded specifically for Tony, 
and it has advanced weapons capabilities. Um, Doesn't he put like bracelets on or something? Yeah, he like, has the bracelets on, and they're kind of yeah. not working because it's still a prototype. So we get a little nervous, builds up a little tension as Tony gets nervous because he's waiting for this thing to start working. Um, and then, does, so does Loki throw him off the side, or does he jump off? I think he gets thrown off. He I think throws, he gets. Yeah, I think Loki off. throws him off. So, you know, you know, as fans, we know he's not plummeting to his death but it, it's nerve-wracking he's falling down you know a skyscraper towards the ground and the, and the suit finally catches up with him and uh, you know of course you know last minute right before he hits the ground everything's on him and he's able to, to fly back up um you know so he uh oh and really quickly before he throws him off the edge loki tries to take control of tony uh with his scepter but it doesn't work because he hits tony's arc reactor and yeah. it just it's he's impervious He's impervious. Yes, he's cock blocked by the by the arc reactor, and and Loki's Loki's reaction to this is also great. He's like he's like what, huh? You know. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so Tony, you know, he gets the suit on, and and uh, and he's ready to ready to go back into battle. Yep. And now we get Eric. I know you love this. Mm -hmm, Th mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. probably the uh, the most. It's like the shot heard around the world, but like oh, it's the team yeah. up. It's, it's that it's that when they're all like to that same spot in the street, the camera circles around them, yep. and you get that first full shot of the team in action. Yeah, oh. with the music, with the music. Yeah, and bum 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 mm -hmm. bum. Yep, I cried. I mean, I definitely teared up when that happened. Like happy tears when when that scene came on. It's um, iconic. It it just is an iconic shot. Oh hell yeah! It's been used in so many of the other movies and the TV series and everything else since because it's that iconic. You know? Yeah, it was it was a moment I never thought I would live to see. It, right, even, even though that sounds silly. No, no, but, no, no, I get it. But yeah, I I cried because of that, and also not to take like the mood down, but we got to a stage we're in 2012, so you know we're over a decade away from 9/11. Superhero movies started to do this thing where these big set pieces felt very 9/11y. Yeah. yeah, you know, being yep. set in New York with the destruction and the buildings and the and this so much felt like that. They did the same thing in like um, Batman v Superman. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff was hard to watch because it took you back to that. Oh yeah. So to show like these colorful fucking superheroes saving the day, it's such wish fulfillment too. Yes, that it, it it's super emotional. Um, and what I love is we get you know. Multiple in the future, we're gonna get times like in Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know, they're cleaning up this this fight, and in like uh, Hawkeye, you get like a flashback to this fight. Yep. So like, yeah, it's not something they just like. Okay, the city was destroyed. Next movie, the city's perfectly fine. Yeah. Nothing ever. Like you know, the, yep. these are things people remember. They're not like, you know, it's not just a throwaway thing. Like okay, well the city's destroyed, but now we're good again. Like no, no I mean, it, I mean because they, it leads to it leads to the you know, main storylines in upcoming movies. Yeah. Yeah. As far as it, it takes, it takes as realistic approach as you can take to the destruction in a superhero movie of a city yeah, and, exactly. and the consequences of that destruction. And, it, and it, it's cool. It's, it develops the story really well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting, but they're starting to realize that they're getting overwhelmed because they just wave after wave of these things, including these giant fucking like whales come through. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> which is funny. Cause like the first one, they're like, they're fighting the shit out of this first one and they finally beat it. And they're like, all like, yeah, fuck yeah. We beat the big whale. And then like 10 of them come out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
Uh, which the Hulk actually is the one who destroys that thing at the end of it. Yes. Oh, this is the Hulk smash scene. I jumped the gun on that one because I think this is where it happens. He tells him Hulk smash and he gives it. Yeah, he rips here. the jaw open and like runs yeah. through it and like punches his way out of it or something. Right. Um, Straight through the butthole. Yeah, cause, <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. it's funny because like as like, you know, the circle is going on, like Iron Man's landing. Bruce is turning into Hulk. You know, uh, Captain America's posing. Thor's lightning. Like everyone's doing their thing. Yeah. They are uh, now the team. They are now the Avengers. You yeah. Know? Uh, so uh, Hulk goes after Loki, and I love this scene because this is another callback scene. later in the movies. The he grabs scene. him, and he just bam, 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 slam. And you see the fucking like hard fucking like granite floors are getting broken. Yes. That's how hard he's slamming Loki into the floor. Um, and this will come back much later in probably my favorite of the MCU movies. Um, where Loki celebrates and says he's a really big fan of the sport. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When yes. the same thing happens to Thor later. Yep. Um, so uh, Romanoff, um, you know, makes her way up with a little help from one of the Shatari people because she takes one of their, you know, light speeders, like basically it's like a fucking a like, jet ski. It's, yeah. It's literally like the stormtrooper scene where they, they knocked them off the fucking things and take yes. them. Um, so she takes one of their flying jet skis, uh, you know. Big ass titties. <laughs> I had to play the Kenny Powers there because uh, yeah. he, you know, he was the jet ski man. And uh, she gets up there and um, finds out that there's a device that's uh, keeping the portal open on the roof. Um, and she hits Dr. Selvig in the head, remembering that, you know, she freed Barton that way. And it frees him of Loki's control. Um, at which point Selvig reveals that Loki's staff can actually turn off the portal because he built in like a, a failsafe. Yeah, yep. man. Um, as, as that's going down, Hulk confronts Loki, who refuses to be uh, intimidated by such a beast. <laughs> as, uh, as Steve instructed, Hulk smashes the shit out of Loki. And uh, that allows Romanoff to grab the scepter and head to the roof to shut down the portal. While she is securing the portal... Tony Stark is securing the perimeter. Meanwhile, uh, with Nick Fury on a conference call to the council, uh, Fury berates the council's decision to launch a nuclear missile at Manhattan because that's that's where they landed on this whole thing. That's what bureaucrats do. And, and, and that feels realistic because, you yeah. know, if, if there were like 10 fucking space whales flying through a hole in the sky, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the government would be like, you know what, we're calling it a loss. Fuck this shit. Like, just... just just launch it. Um, Fury does try, you know, everything he possibly can to stop the council from launching nukes, um, even destroying two jets that are taking off from the helicarrier. Unfortunately, as he's about to fire on a third, it gets away and it launches the nuclear weapon. Yeah. And just real quick, during the Hulk-Loki scene, one of my favorite lines in all of the movies, Hulk just says, after smashing him, he goes, puny god. Yeah, yeah. that's like Puny the best God. fucking thing ever. The the uh, we erupted as an audience when that when he said that in <laughs> laughter and cheering. What's funny and is everything. Um, he does say that again after the fight with Thor and Ragnarok. He's sitting in his little like uh, throne in his little room. He goes, "Puny God." Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, all right. So the missile is now heading towards Manhattan. Uh, but Tony, it's Tony's uh, job as Iron Man to intercept that missile. Uh, he knows exactly where to put it. <laughs> up your ass. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he kind of does. He flies yeah. it right up into the Chitari's ass, right up the into the portal. Butthole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so while in the portal, uh, 
Stark, Tony tries to contact Pepper through Jarvis one last time, but the call doesn't go through because he's at a cell range. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so he, he just wants to tell her he loves her because he thinks or, you know, he's, he knows this is the end for him. He should have got uh, the interdimensional plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he throws, that, he throws that nuke up at the Chitari mothership, uh, which is, you know, it's blowing it up. It it's wrecks the invasion. Uh, so we found out that the, the Chitari are sort of a hive mind group because the mothership gets destroyed and they all just collapse. So they're almost sort of like, you know, robotic in that sense. Um, so he sees the nuke, uh, you know, he sees the nuke go off and he knows he's, he's won just as he runs out of oxygen um, or, and the suit fails because there's no, you know, there's no air. Um, yeah. He starts falling to earth and we... It looks like the portal is now going to close um, before he gets through it. But as it closes shut, as it clenches its own portal butthole, uh, <laughs> Tony falls from the other uh, falls from space back out into in the skies above Manhattan. Everybody's happy. All the Avengers are really thrilled to see him, but they quickly realize that he's not under his own power. He's just he's falling like a rock, um, and we get the best the Hulk. <laughs> there to save the day i mean he 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 uh he climbs up a building and he catches tony as they're going down um he uses his hulk strength to sort of ride that building down uh to the ground um he you know tony's now laying on the ground and they it looks like he's you know he's goner um you know he's not responding to anybody except the hulk who <laughs> who hulk roars in his face and yeah. basically scares the shit out of tony to make him alive again it's it's fucking hysterical um so uh yeah so he he's awake he's awake now um you know and his, his first comment is you know he'd shawarma. like to try the shawarma joint down the street and so he saw a shawarma joint a couple blocks away and he thinks they should also get all all go get some because he's never had shawarma um which is like such a tony thing to say yeah you know like it's so tony it's so it's so rdj you know it's it's delivered with such fucking perfection um so they uh they decide they need to capture loki first uh so they go their separate ways uh they get loki uh romanoff and rogers and hawkeye return to working for shield um tony and pepper are seen rebuilding stark tower but the, at this point there's only an a on it so it becomes avengers tower yeah i love that little quick transition i like that because I don't uh, know how that happened. Yeah, but I like the way I like the way they did that. Um, and we see Thor. Uh, you know, he it's his turn. He's going to escort a captured Loki. You know, and the Tesseract back to Asgard. Uh, yeah, you know, Asgard. across across the Rainbow Bridge, and they're going to walk with all the happy puppies and cats and all the pets that cross the Rainbow Bridge. Um, and uh, you know, so uh, okay, I'm losing my spot here, guys. Sorry. So he escort he escort escorts him back. Uh, where Loki's going to stand trial for war crimes uh, for both Asgard and the Chitauri. Uh, multiple TV news crews are reporting, you know, and recapping the events surrounding the Avengers. You know, some of the stories are cool and good and the good that the Avengers did. But again, they're, they're setting the stage. Some of the stories are talking about the destruction to the city and who's responsible. You know, people are being kind of dicks about it in, in, in some ways. Um, yeah, man, like, so, I, I like the way they wrapped it up there because so much of this movie was Captain America basically calling Iron Man a dickhead. 
yes. saying, look, man, like you're playing at being a superhero here, but when it comes down to it, you're not going to make the sacrifice play. And who makes a sacrifice play but fucking Iron Man? Right. Well, he also makes right. the play earlier in the movie when he starts the engine. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He, he steps it up in a big way in this movie and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, sort of proves Steve wrong. Um, all, all I got to say is if you don't wear your ass guard, you might catch some Shatari. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> but it good. was, you know, it was so, I mean, you guys remember back to Captain America, the first Avenger, scrawny Steve before he got the superhero uh, yeah. gift of the serum that made him a big muscular uh big titted captain america yes he jumped on that grenade knowing full well yep. that it, it would blow him the smithereens to save his his uh you know his comrades there exactly and uh you know he he expects that out of everyone on his team and he really didn't think that tony was the guy to do it right so it's a great um you know another notch in in uh rdj's you know iron man character arc throughout this uh this you know, experiment that we're calling the MCU. Um, he will continue to grow and evolve as well. A lot of these characters, but yeah, man, just holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a, uh, a video conference with the world security council with Nick Fury. Um, while he's being congratulated, they're also like trying to find out like what the fuck they're going to do. Cause now this group is too dangerous for the world to handle. I mean, if they can kill an, an alien invasion, they can do whatever they want. Um, Fury, though, says, no, fuck that. I'm a bad motherfucker. You see that wallet? <laughs> He's glad. Um, he said, what happened in New York was a warning. It's, But not to us. It's a warning to other galaxies that if they attack the Earth, there's a shield there to defend it. And they have just the team. Uh, Fury also tells the board that the Avengers' whereabouts are no longer being tracked because they've deserved, they've earned a leave of absence. But they will be called back when they were needed. He also tells the council that the Tesseract's not on Earth anymore, so no one will be able to find it. Wrong answer. Yeah. Did you guys see the extended cut of that scene? No. With Nick Fury, where he goes on this whole like tirade about like the path of the righteous man is beset. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just thought it was some cool ass shit to say before you kill yeah, somebody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we got I'm a sorry. I, yeah, no, I go derailed. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, right. Yeah, it's your turn, bud. We get a mid-credit scene here. You got the mid-credit scene. It's an honor. So in true <laughs> MCU fashion, we get the mid-credit scene. And it's the Chitari leader who looks just like all the other Chitaris. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because CGI is expensive, boys and girls. Uh, he's probably got a bigger dick, but otherwise he looks just like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bigger jet ski and shit. You know. um, Big ass titties. So uh, he tells his master that it's futile to attack Earth because these costumed clowns, uh, fighting them is like courting death. His master turns, revealing himself to be fucking Thanos, yeah. a worshiper of the personification of death, smiling at the chance to court her with more loss of life. Now, God damn it, man, to see Thanos, and, and he changes a lot visually. Like, obviously, he yeah. wasn't cast yet, so it was just a, you know, yeah, yeah work in progress, yeah. But just like the the ball sackety chin thing going on, like so so exciting, and it made you feel like, oh my god, 
I was disappointed with the Jatari as like a, a villain element for this movie, but they saved that, you know. But the <sighs> smile is so cheesy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe looking back at it in retrospect, especially now with like such a good performance tied to that character. Right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when country Thanos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got that mid credit scene, and uh, then we, we sit through, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes of credits, right? <laughs> yeah, um, right. And we get to our end credit scene, and it's such a great scene. You know what it is, too? Why it's so great is because it is such a breath release and, and, a, and a come down, you know, from the excitement we've had through this whole movie. Um, it's all the Avengers sitting in a almost completely destroyed shawarma shop, the one that Tony yeah. saw and wanted to try. Uh, they're sitting around a table, and as the staff clean up <laughs> the shop, they did take time out of the cleanup to make the team shawarma. And they were all eating, and they're, they're, you can tell they're all exhausted. Nobody says a word. I love the way it's silent, and you just basically hear them sweeping shit up and, and the team chewing and eating mm -hmm. shawarma. And uh, we fade to black, and that's the end of phase one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and shawarma sales throughout the world skyrocketed oh, yeah i mean I, as a new yorker i was exposed to and love shawarma um i mean it's yes. basically just a year all right it's close it's yeah pretty it's close. Cl it's close to that yeah um i thought shawarma has well no i mean it's the hummus that has the chickpeas in it but i thought shawarma was more of a vegetable but now i'm getting confused i don't know well it's i mean late. it says shawarma is a popular middle eastern dish consisting of meat cut into thin slices and then stacked in a cone-like shape and yeah. roasted on slow-turning vertical rotisseries. Right. So what it is, is it is the, it is the uh, Muslim version of, of a gyro. Yeah. Like gyros so what is the difference between a gyro and a shawarma? The shawarma is a, di a dish that comes from the Middle East. The gyro or gyro comes from Greek. Yeah, Greek. that's yeah. all. That's, a, that's the but only But it's literally difference. the same thing. Yes, it it's is. Pretty, it's it pretty is. damn close. Mediterranean yeah. tacos. Right. <laughs> I always love the commercial, the Arby's one with Ving Rhames, and he's like, the gyro, the gyro, gyro, yeah, yeah, Mediterranean tacos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> gyro. He just gives yep. up on it. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, that's phase one, folks. We we yes. made it through, and uh, there's so much more good stuff to come. There is. What more could you possibly I do? Know, exactly. They yeah, blew they their ramp load. It up. I mean, in a magnificent fashion. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think that I, 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 my anticipation for this movie <clears throat> outshines every subsequent movie. As much as I was excited because it was so unknown, you know, going into it. We knew it would be great, but we didn't know what to expect. So, like, I remember me and, me and my kids, are, are, like, we were beside ourselves waiting to go see this movie. Yeah, um, man. And it just, it paid off. It paid off and it just, in gold, it paid off, you know? Yeah. It, it really did. Oh, I, there was always concern, like, can you juggle that many characters? Right. In, in you know, two mm -hmm. and whatever hours. And yeah, I, I feel like they did a good, they maybe did Hawkeye a little bit of a disservice. You know, yes. that the, the mind control thing is, is an easy trope, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but they make Don't worry, though. The, the next two movies are not going to be letdowns at all. You're right, man, because there's only <laughs> you can only go up from here, man, right? Yeah. Like, look at what we um, did. 
We did Although, the Avengers. I, we we I brought everybody the together. Next, the next movie on the list, um, the original lineup just surprised me, World Tour, because he starts in Southern California, then goes to Tennessee, and then goes to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. That's deep uh, cuts right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, um, I'm not going to play. I am a movie critic. I'm not going to play that whole thing, but, you oh, know. Okay, cool. You know what, what time it is. It's we the do. MCU rating time. Yeah, it is. It we, is, we, it is. We, we take these MCU movies and we rate them against each other on our normal rating scale. You know, we do the same zero to five, but they're not weighted with every movie out there, just against each other. Right. Like, if we give one of these MCU movies a 4.5, it doesn't mean we're giving it a 4.5 the same way we're giving fucking The Godfather a 4.5. It's it's a, it's a different, you know, it's yeah, a different and, scale. Yeah, and if we give one of them, like, a 2, it's not the same way we give a Search and Destroy a 2. Yeah. Or a 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone 1.9. Yeah. yeah. So, there, there there is a little bit of a, a leeway here, because they're all... They're, I mean... We got these movies. They're here. Like, even as bad, even as bad as some of the bad ones are, they're still pretty good. Yes. I like that. That's my philosophy, man. Like, yep, it exists. It, it's like there is no bad pizza. Yeah, Simple I don't know. That. No, there isn't. Have you ever had ele- like elementary's cafeteria pizza? Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I would eat it. it. I would yeah. eat it in a pin. I would friggin' eat it. Okay, it has those little perforated holes in the bottom. Exactly, it's, it's like cardboard paper. I mean, shit. Elio's pizza is a regular staple in my lunch life. Are you kidding me? It's in my freezer right now, brother. Exactly. I got two boxes in the freezer. So. I've, I've had yeah. some pizzas I don't like. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, and, and that travesty that you know they call Chicago deep dish. Yeah, it's a ca- <laughs> it's a casserole. If they just labeled it correctly, I, I still love it. I think it's delicious. It's just you need a knife and fork. And that's fine by me. That's true. The cheese doesn't go under the sauce. <laughs> There's no way to fucking brown the cheese if it's under the sauce. That's all I'm saying. How do you how do you get the franks? How do you get the beans if, on top of the frank? Although I, dis- <laughs> that's I a love great a, movie. I is love a grandma list? pie. Yes, though, it is man. on. It's on your list, Joe. Oh, good. Yeah. So grandma pie has a sauce on top. See, I, there's a yeah. time and a place for sauce on top. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Never. So ratings, <laughs> folks. Ratings. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. I'm tired. Yeah, uh, Joe, what do you got? Yeah. Well, um, it's a really fun movie. I, I really like it a lot. And, like, it kind of, you know, it doesn't have a lot of shit that's not that's unnecessary, which is one of the things I always look for, like, in a movie. I'm like, is there something they could have cut that made my like me watch this better? Like, you know, or I would have enjoyed it more because I just didn't need this. But this doesn't really have that. Um, got some great scenes, like the first team up, the, the Hulk smash, um, you know, the Romanoff interrogating the interrogators. It's just like a bunch of cool, fun stuff in this movie. Um, and, you know, of course, the whole fact that it's an Avengers movie that sh- should not have yep. existed, but existed. Uh, I think I'm going to go somewhere like a 4.6 on this. Nice. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, it's going to get a high score because it was a childhood dream realized. Like, so many yeah. of these movies are for me. This one was that on crack. You know, this was playing the Nintendo Entertainment System Avengers video game as a kid. Yeah. Where you could yes. switch between Cap and Hawkeye and, and Vision and shit like that. Like, I just, I was so blown away, not only that they accomplished it, but how effectively they did it, how they juggled those characters, how you didn't really feel, um, you know, you were missing anything. 
Mark Ruffalo just seamlessly, you know, filled that that role of Bruce Banner. Yep. I didn't miss Edward Norton at all. I didn't feel weird about it. Yeah. Um yeah, any concerns I had were just immediately addressed. I was like this this is going to be um one of those cinematic moments I remember for the rest of my life, like just being in the theater and and seeing all of that shit up on the screen, like wow, you know. Um so yeah, four point I'm gonna go as far as a four point seven, man. Four point seven on the MCU scale for Avengers. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um yeah, I mean everything you guys said for me, the the way I wanna rate it is based on the fact that, you know, a lot of times when you when a movie is hyped up as much as this was hyped up and you you see it there is somewhat of a letdown you know it, it, it's just not that the movie was bad but you built it up too much in your mind and this one i built up in my mind tremendously and i was not disappointed one iota so i mean it, it lived up to every expectation i set for it so i i can't ask for more and again the anticipation for this movie and the payoff of this movie because it was so new for for me as a non-comic marvel fan um I, I don't know if it can ever be rivaled. So um, that said, I'm going to go also with a 4.6 on this one. Nice. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, that, 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 that seems like a fair, fair a score for this movie. I mean, oh, absolutely. The rest absolutely. of them wouldn't exist without it. It needed to be nope. done. Nope. Yeah. And as of right now, it sits atop the throne of our uh, cumulative Oh, definitely. MCU I movie mean, so far. To this point, though, that's like being the valedictorian at the community college. <laughs> oh, God. Now, Iron Man, come on. The first Iron Man, our, our scores are pretty high for that. Yeah. You just beat yeah. that. Um, but you're right, Joe. Otherwise, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Nothing else comes even close. And yeah. and that quality, that that maintained and consistent quality is going to. This is like the Annie Edison. It's to come. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. And just imagine how good the next one's going to be, man. Like. Right? Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the next movie that came, I can't. There's no way it could let down from this. Oh, not no. at all. Not at all. Nope. So, so guys. Um, yeah. That was fun. Uh, we got, let's, let's thank some people. We got some some uh, Patreons here. We got, uh, you know, yeah. go to patreon.com backslash MOTCU and, uh, you know, support us if you'd like to, like these fine folks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and really quickly, I mean, we we talked about the fact that our sponsors certainly helped me get to uh, to Florida for our live show, but uh, these folks did too. Uh, they they contribute every month, and it makes a big difference for us. Um, you know, it helps us get the equipment that that makes the show better, and just helps keep the lights on. So, we do want to thank these folks. Uh, first and foremost, our founding member, Miss Hannah Christ. Yeah. Then we've got uh, Peter Bianco and Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks and the Second Button Podcast. Um, we've got Mr. Will Lehew from the Just Surprise Me Podcast, the co-host with Joe, myself, and uh, Mr. Andrew from Canada. Um, he's on, he's on uh, the Just Surprise Me Podcast as well. Uh, next, we have Tony DeGraw, all-around great human. And That's host- my purse! I don't know you! <laughs> uh, Tony hosts the Single Path uh, Facebook group and the podcast, as well as the Texas State Boggle Champs King of the Hill Tribute Podcast with co-host Gio O'Rourke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got uh, Mr. Michael McVeigh, a fellow Tennessean, to Mr. Will Lehew and another all-around great human being. 
and uh, I was waiting for you to play, but we don't do that. Unless I did it ahead of it. Like I did the oh yeah first. <laughs> oh, you did. That's true. Okay, and uh, we have a we have a new Patreon member that yeah. we need to. Uh, we're very pleased to have on board. He 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 contributes to a few of the other podcasts that we listen to. Can um, you say this like Mo Sislak? <laughs> I don't I don't know who that is, Joe. It's you know from the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, like the okay. bartender. Oh, the bartender. No, I can't do that. If someone else wants to, that's fine. But I cannot do that. Uh, do we have a Hugh G-rection? Hugh <laughs> G-rection. Yes, Mr. Hugh G-rection. Uh, yes, he is a he's a Patreon contributor, um, and we can't thank him or her enough because you know we don't know it, the real name, but it's we're kind of a mystery. Hugh. And we'll track that down and find out. But we will keep the anonymity uh, intact that that this Patreon member would like. Uh, but, do, you know, do to do that. Thank you so much for the contribution. We really appreciate it. And that's yeah, our, and uh, that's our Patreon. Also, thank the sponsors. Thank the sponsors. Yes. Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm. If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have a legal question, just call Mo. If you want to have a chat, just call Mo. <laughs> probably, you know, let's yeah, keep it professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm. Also like to thank Hourglass Brewing for supplying me with some delicious beer to drink on the show if you would like to check out everything they have on tap over 40 beers at a time with new ones released almost weekly i want to say uh head to their longwood or orlando locations at hourglass hourglass brewing that's what their beer will do to you <laughs> yeah so on that note there's really only one thing left for us to do lights camera fuck off. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though listen guys we we need your help uh to help keep the lights on as they say uh we are launching our patreon for masters of the cinematic universe yes yes and we have uh different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to just like pbs um you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And all with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.